Hi, I'm Jordan, and this podcast is for ambitious women who know they're capable of so much more and want the tools and guidance to step up and take charge. Whether it's our mindset, career, business, or personal life, together we are going to journey from mess to success. Enjoy. Oh my gosh, you guys, do you love my new intro or what? I figured, you know, we have the brand new amazing quality equipment, so I have to up the game with my intro. So I decided to record a new intro uh, to kind of let people know what the vibe of the Mess to Success podcast is. I hope you like it, and I hope you've all been having an amazing week. So this week's podcast is going to be a good one. I can already feel it. Um, My last podcast that I did that was similar to this, you guys really seem to like it. So I thought, you know, why not? So today's podcast is going to be advice I wish I'd known before graduating uni. So I graduated uni in 2017, 2018, I can't remember. (laughs) And I graduated from a Bachelor of Entertainment Industries majoring in media and communications. And when I was at uni, because I was doing a creative degree, all throughout my uni, I heard the same things over and over and over again. Oh, you don't know how competitive it is out there. Oh, you're never going to get a job. Oh, you want a creative job. (laughs) Good luck. Oh, like you don't know what it's like out in the real world. Oh, it's so competitive. Oh, your degree is useless. Blah, blah, blah. And I believed it. You know, by the time I graduated my degree, you know, I've been studying for four years. I was so over it by that point that I literally believed it. And I was like, wow, like I just wasted four years of my life. I just wasted however many thousands of dollars on hex debt. I don't even want to look at it. So, you know, Uh, so yeah, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like what a waste. Only to realize now, a few years later, that a lot of the things that I was told while I was at uni is just not true at all. So I wanted to create this podcast to give you guys some advice on what I wish I'd known before I'd graduated uni, because as I said, the narrative out there is just so false and it's infuriating because like I was just, oh, oh, guys. Anyway, moving on to the episode. So I want to start off with by saying your degree is not a waste. Okay. It's, I don't care what you've studied. It doesn't like, I really, I don't care what you've studied. Your degree is not a waste. If you finished a degree, if you've got your diploma, if you've got your paper at the end, it was not a waste. I really hope people stop pushing that narrative that like, oh, a, a degree in creative industries is a waste. Oh, journalism is a waste. You should have just done this. Oh, this is a waste. You should have done this. Stop it. Stop. There is no point telling students who are already a third of the way or however way through a degree that it's a waste. That is just so anti like it does nothing and like if I could go back and any lecturer or tutor or whoever told those things to me I wish I could go back and just like throw it back in their face but it could not be further from the truth so your degree is not a waste this is a complete myth your degree is what you make of it do you know how many jobs fall under the umbrella of different degrees if you have a creative industries degree do you know how many jobs fall under that umbrella and how many jobs you can apply for with that degree on your resume and they're going to appreciate that and take that into consideration so just let's use the creative industries for example because that's what i'm familiar with just in that degree alone you could apply for a job in marketing you could apply for a job in pr you could apply for a job in film screen copywriting web design anything like that graphic design it's so broad as i said your degree is what you make of it if you tell yourself that your degree is useless 
then your degree is going to be useless. But if you just appreciate what you learned at uni and appreciate your degree for what it is, you can go so far with it. I don't think you guys understand that a lot of the workforce is still made up of older millennials and Generation X. These people were not taught to use computers the way that we're taught to at uni. Your computer skills and your technical skills are so valuable to these people in these workplaces. Because when you think about it, for us, we all take it for granted. We take for granted that we easily can, you know, pick up any kind of computer software and learn how to use it within a couple of minutes. Like we take that for granted, but older millennials and generation X, and this is no disrespect to those generations, not at all. They weren't taught how to do that at school and uni. So when you're in the workplace, a lot of them, and this is a generalization, again, a lot of them are amazing, but a lot of them don't actually know a lot of the computer and technical skills that you learned just because you went to uni. If you can submit an assignment on Blackboard, guess what? Your computer skills is probably better than 50% of the people out there in the workforce. So even just those skills and learning how to write. I don't think you guys appreciate that, like just learning how to write an essay, it feels like it feels so dumb when you're doing it. Like when you're doing uni assignments, you're just like, oh, what the heck is the point of like, what's the point of this? It's so stupid. It's not, trust me, like those skills and building that muscle to write essays and to write reports, that is so valuable, okay? I don't think you guys realize how valuable that is because when someone finishes grade 12, you might think that they're able to do all of the things that you can do at uni, but they can't. A lot of people can't. A lot of people graduate grade 12 and hardly know how to use a computer. They hardly know how to write an essay. They don't know you know, how to write nicely. So the fact that you can pick that up at uni, that's a massive skill, okay? So your degree is not a waste. Create a portfolio like now, okay? So I was never, I don't know, it could be different now. I did graduate a few years ago, but when I was at uni, no one really told me about the importance of having a portfolio and how much it can set you apart from the rest of the competition. So Trust me when I say that having a portfolio really will set you miles apart from the competition. It shows your creativity, it displays your quality of work, and you have the chance to show off your skills. It shows that you're serious about your skill set and getting a job in that industry always handy to have a portfolio prepared as you never know when someone might want to see more of your work. So even if you're not applying for jobs yet, even if you haven't finished uni, I'd recommend just getting started on it and just seeing where it goes. And then that way, when you are at uni, maybe you can think a little bit more strategically about what you're doing at uni because it can be utilized for your portfolio. Creating an oppressive portfolio is actually a lot easier than what you've probably been led to believe. When I was at uni, I built it up in my mind so much. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough work to make a portfolio. My work is too shitty to make a portfolio. Nah, 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 not true. You don't have to be an expert graphic designer to create something that will appeal for job opportunities. There are so many free resources you can utilize to create a beautiful portfolio to show off your work. Portfolios come in all shapes and sizes, and some of them may be industry specific. So obviously I'm I'm giving you some generalized advice. So if you have a very specific industry, you might wanna research what's helpful for that specific industry. But just as a generalization, there are so many places that you can create a portfolio. Canva, oh my gosh, you guys, I am Canva's biggest fangirl. Canva is an amazing, free graphic design resource with a ton of 
gorgeous templates and how-tos. There are a range of templates that work well for so many different styles, social media, art, graphic design, marketing, and they can be tailored. Another option is to do a digital portfolio. Uh, so you can design a website. This is actually what I did, and this is what helped me get my current job as a marketing coordinator. Uh, so you can just use a website template uh, site such as Wix or WordPress or Squarespace. Super easy to use, super easy to pick up, and you can build your portfolio online. And it's going to look so beautiful, so professional, and it's going to display your work. Now, what do we put in the portfolio? You're thinking, yeah, it's all well and good to like make a portfolio, but what do I actually put into it? Well, anything and everything. Have a uni assignment you're proud of? Portfolio. Created some graphics for an internship? Portfolio. Your friend runs a business and you help them set up a website? Portfolio. Put everything in your portfolio. Any kind of work that you do, put it in your portfolio. It doesn't matter if it's a uni assignment. You paid for that. You may as well use it in your portfolio. That's what I did. I did a few assignments where I had to create like a marketing report. I put that in my portfolio because I did the work. I paid for the degree, so I may as well use it to help me further get a job. Any experience counts. So I myself am a really strong advocate for creatives being paid what they deserve rather than doing work for free or doing too many internships for exposure and experience. Because uh, when I was going through uni, I actually had to pretty much work full time to support myself so I could live close to uni and live out of home. So when I had to do internships and volunteer work, it I was just... I just felt like it was so unfair that, you know, I would have to take time that I could actually be working and earning money to support myself and give it for free for quote unquote experience. Like that just felt so, I don't know, it just feels icky to me. So I'm going to share with you some ways that you can get some experience without having to do that. And don't get me wrong, internships and volunteer works are great. And if you're in a financial position or privileged enough where you can do that or you have time for that or you can afford to do that, then absolutely go crazy, go and get an internship. But not everyone is in a position where they can get an internship. So here are some options if you aren't. Social media. If you're going for a job in marketing or social media, copywriting, anything like that, then use your own social media as proof of what you can do. I highly doubt that anyone studying a creative or marketing degree or just a degree in general doesn't have an Instagram account or the skills to spruce up an account to show off for their portfolio or resume. What recruiters and businesses want to see when they're hiring you is they want to see that you're creative. They want to see that you have drive. They want to see that you are willing to work on projects in your own time to build your skill set. Another option is to help your friends. Now, in this day and age, I highly doubt there's anyone out there that doesn't have at least one friend who doesn't have a small business or is an entrepreneur or something of the sort. Help them set up social media accounts. Help them set up a website. You know, do something for your friend. That way, you know, it doesn't feel like you're giving all of your free time for nothing. And it's a win-win situation. You know, they're going to get your beautiful work, your beautiful social media, your beautiful website, or whatever it may be that you help them out with. And you get to add that to your portfolio. You're joking me. And again, uni assignments. You're telling me you pay thousands of dollars for a uni degree to get job to get a job, but you don't even use that degree as further proof of your accomplishments and talent? What are you doing? University assignments are designed to replicate real life work in the industry, so use them. Created a marketing plan? Use it. Designed a blog? Use it. Created a mock, a mock pitch deck? Use it. What are you doing, girl? Use it. You paid for it. Seriously. 
My next piece of advice is to optimize your resume. And I have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I am going to say it again, just so you know, everything is all in one podcast. You could have the most experience, the best qualifications in the world. But if you don't know how to optimize that in a resume, then it's essentially useless. Think of, think of your resume as if it's what people see when they meet you for the first time. People make a judgment when they meet you within about five seconds and they do the same for your resume. So make it count. Your resume should not be longer than one page, two pages at the absolute maximum if necessary. Again, this may be industry specific, but I'm just talking in general, mainly about the more creative industries as that's what I'm familiar with. But one page, two pages max, but you should be able to fit everything onto one page. When someone, when a recruiter or a business owner is looking at 50 applicants and your resume is four pages long, you've essentially wasted your time typing out an additional three pages because I promise you they will not look past the first page. List your most impressive qualifications at the top. They might only glance at the top of your resume for three seconds. So don't you want your most impressive stuff to be the stuff that they see? Talk about results, not tasks. A recruiter doesn't care if you can handle cash or if you cleaned the store and created staff timetables. They care if you created personalized customer solutions and it increased sales, complied with organizational expectations to produce a five-star customer experience, optimized team scheduling to reduce labor cost and upskill the team. Do you see how much better those are? I described the exact same things, but I... The second way was outcome oriented, whereas the first way was task oriented. So when you're writing your resume, always write it to be outcome oriented. I don't care that you clean the store and did refunds at Hungry Jack's. I care what you were able to achieve while you were there. If you're applying for a creative job or just any job in general, but especially creative jobs, do not send a boring resume. At my work, we're hiring someone to do marketing. And if I receive a resume for this marketing role and it's a plain word document with size 12 new Roman font, I'm not even going to bother to read it because like, are you joking me? You're applying for a job in marketing, which involves graphic design all of that kind of thing. And you're sending me a resume and it's Times New Roman font, size 12, plain pa- plain white paper? What? Like if you can't even make your resume look nice, why would I hire you to make my website look nice? Like seriously, just use your brains, guys. Like there are so many gorgeous templates out there on Word, presentation, PowerPoint, Canva. There's just so many gorgeous templates out there. There is no excuse in this day and age to have an ugly resume. I will not tolerate it. <laughs> LinkedIn, get on it like yesterday. People get offered jobs through their LinkedIn profiles all the time. Guys, seriously, I never used to take LinkedIn seriously at all. Like I barely ever posted on there. And now that I do take LinkedIn seriously and I do post on there, people message me to offer me jobs or to offer me job interviews. It's insane. Like that has never happened to me before, but it's a thing. So if you're serious about getting a job in your field, go on LinkedIn, follow and connect with a bunch of people in your industry and don't be shy. Okay. Don't be shy about connecting with someone who you deem to be high up in the industry. I promise you they are not going to think twice about you trying to connect with them. Like they'll probably just accept it. Seriously, we need to drop the the fear around connecting with people on LinkedIn because just just connect. Just connect with them. Doesn't matter how important they are. Just connect with them. 
follow pages and companies that are relevant to the kind of job that you want to get and start posting on LinkedIn. What should you post? Anything that is a career achievement or a uni achievement, post it straight to LinkedIn. Those things go crazy. Sometimes they can go viral. Like I've seen so many posts of people who have graduated uni and they're holding up their, you know, their bachelor certificate and it gets like a thousand likes and goes viral on LinkedIn. So any kind of achievement you have posted on LinkedIn and have a great profile line. So don't fluff about and, you know, be like, oh, so-and-so is a cashier or at so-and-so. No, be specific. Put something like digital marketer, podcaster, speaker, whatever it is, put that in your tagline. If you're looking for work, make sure that's clear on your profile. There are settings on LinkedIn that you can actually make that quite clear on your profile. And there are jobs on LinkedIn. You can apply for jobs on LinkedIn. There are so many jobs posted on LinkedIn that aren't posted on Seek and other places. And as always, I have to end with my favorite piece of advice, and that is confidence. Have you guys heard the statistic that men will apply for any job where they meet at least 60% of the qualifications, whereas women are likely to only apply if they meet 100% of the qualifications? Um, what? Who gave men the audacity? Well, in reality, it's not audacity they have. It is confidence. Trust me when I say that you are qualified. Don't be scared off by a job because it lists all of these qualifications that you feel like you don't have. Because in reality, they're probably listing those qualifications in hopes that a candidate will just have a few of them. They rarely actually expect you to have every single thing that they list on the ad. And even if they do, have they met you? Have they realized how amazing they are? They might think that that's what they want, but then when they interview you and see how much of a go-getter you are, how much of a learner you are, they might hire you anyway. You can't teach a good attitude. So if you lack certain skills and qualifications, but you can make up for it by having a learner attitude and you're coachable, you are so much more attractive to a company than someone who's got all of these qualifications, but thinks that they're like amazing and that they can't change at all. I've been fortunate enough to be responsible for hiring candidates and so often the candidates are so quick to belittle themselves or their qualifications and sometimes I just want to shake them and be like oh my gosh you're amazing just believe how amazing you are like yes there are the rare superstars that can leave uni and have a full portfolio of internships and volunteer work and a repertoire of experience and work however trust me when I say that recruiters and business owners hiring for entry-level positions don't actually expect you to have all of that so start acting like the amazingly talented creative person that you are. Stop downing yourself and step into your power. If you don't have the confidence to apply for jobs that that are out there or believe in yourself, how can you build a career in that industry? You got this. Okay, guys, so that is where I'm going to wrap up my career advice. I hope you found that to be helpful. Talking about this kind of stuff gets me so fired up and I have so much more to give. And super, super exciting news. I am creating a free PDF resource just for you guys with all of this information in it. So you can send it to a friend, you can read it and... I don't know. I just decided to create this PDF resource and I've had so much fun doing it as I want to use it to launch my brand new website. So keep an eye on my Instagram at Jordan K Creative as I will be releasing more news on that shortly. It's an amazing PDF resource. It's so helpful if you're still in uni and you just lack the confidence or don't know how to get the job that you want. So moving on to the next segment of the podcast and that is Guilty Pleasures. So if you're brand new to the Mester 
to Success Podcast. At the end of the podcast, we like to talk about our guilty pleasures because yes, we are ambitious, driven, badass women, but we still enjoy our guilty pleasures and that is a-okay, all right? So the guilty pleasure for this week is... Oh my gosh, you guys. So the guilty pleasure for this week has been decaf coffee. Oh my God, it has changed my life. I am like a massive coffee addict, but I'm also super, super affected by caffeine. So I love coffee, but if I have more than two coffees, I'm like full hyperactive, bouncing off the walls, anxiety through the roof, heart's about to burst out of the chest. So one of my friends at work, she recommended that I start drinking decaf. And at first I was like, ugh, no, decaf is for pussies. Like just drink the real deal. Like what the heck? And then I had decaf and like my life has changed forever. I love it. Oh my gosh. I can drink coffee tastes like coffee. I'm placeboing myself into thinking I'm drinking coffee, but I don't have mad anxiety. So it's amazing. So if you've never tried decaf or if you've been a little bit of a decaf snob like me, I highly, highly recommend you give it a go because it is so good. Okay. So that's where I'm going to wrap the podcast up. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it though, please make sure you go onto the Apple podcast app and rate me five stars and click subscribe and click follow. Um, That really, really helps me out. And if you would like to join the Mester Success community on Facebook, hello, what are you doing? Please come and join us on the Mester Success community on Facebook. It's an amazing community of ambitious women, and I'm really, really trying to build it up at the moment. So please join us over there. And I hope you will have an amazing week, and I will be back in your ears next Wednesday.